We will shift now and we'll go ahead and get uh, Audrey Hughes. Where's Audrey Hughes? If Audrey Hughes can come join us on the stage. She will be the first of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine commission candidates. Audrey Hughes running in District 1. Patrick Davenport, the incumbent. We'll hear from him momentarily. Audrey Hughes, thanks so much for joining us. A uh, bit of biographical information first. Who are you? What do you do? Okay. Hey, I'm Audrey Hughes, and I teach middle school at Clark Middle School. This year, I'm a gifted collaborator and part-time math teacher. And why run for commission? Why run for commission? I think I can do a better job. Um, my commissioner didn't listen to me, hasn't addressed my needs, and... I'm here to make a change. Uh, let me let me again play devil's advocate, and Patrick Davenport can speak for himself. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me what the issue or issues were. But I'm going to be Patrick Davenport for a moment. I'm going to say yes. I heard you. I just didn't agree with whatever it is you wanted to do. I have a what I think to be a better plan. Not being heard and not getting your way are often two different things, as I'm sure as, as a mom you, <laughs> you would certainly know. Absolutely. In June of 2020, when the pandemic first hit. I lost, all right, so I'm a teacher and I was also coordinating the after school program and I always coordinated a summer school program as well. We lost the, I lost those jobs and I had two children in college at the time. And I had one with a medical procedure that was gonna have to take place in December. So I was scared. I was upset. Um, I reached out to the Board of Education and because 21st century and summer school are all grant funded programs, they're were no CARES Act funds for those. Um, there was no rescue for that. And I had a tuition bill due for my daughter as well. So um, when the property tax bill came, I flipped a gasket because I'm like, what am I gonna do? I'm single. Um, I divorced in 2016 and it was not a pleasant divorce. Project SAFE was involved and I was a client there for four years and I'm still very connected to that organization. So. I wrote my commissioner and asked for advice and help, and I heard nothing from my commissioner. Let me ask the question. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're telling the story yes. now, so let me go as far as you care to go, and we'll sure. the part where it's Absolutely. not about business. You can tell me. Uh, what did you want from your commissioner? What did I want was... From your local government. Right, from my local government. I will say that um, Mayor Gertz did reply, and he did say they were looking into ways to help people like me in my situation. And I do appreciate that. And I heard from the District 4 Commissioner, and I appreciate her. So at that moment, I'm like, my commissioner's not listening. Another incident came up in 2021, last summer in my neighborhood. I'm on the board for that um, community. And we had several city officials out, and we had some traffic issues. And we had heard on TV and in the news that uh, President Biden said infrastructure money is coming. I'm in a neighborhood in Southeast Clark County where we do not have sewer. We had some road issues in our neighborhood where the streets are too narrow for emergency vehicles to get through if people are parked in front of their homes. So I brought up the issue of, and, and a lot of my neighbors, we were all advocating for, hey, maybe this is our opportunity to get sewer in this neighborhood finally. And we're only a mile down the street from Cedar Creek Water Reclamation Facility. It's just a mile. And there's sewer on the other side of Whit Davis Road. So we thought this is our opportunity to ask. So I asked. And I didn't hear anything for a couple of months. Um, I followed up with an email finally. And, and I did get an answer then. But, you know, this is the year later. 
And he said, we can't do it because of the topography of Falling Shoals. And I drive Westlake Drive every day. I go by Grand Allen. There's steeper inclines in those areas and they have sewers, so that makes no sense to me. And then I got digging for documents, and there's a document from 1990, 1997, it's all on the ACC's website, where it was promised when the city and county governments unified. And they were to have a plan in place within four years, and that plan is not in place, it's 32 years later, and we still have areas of the county that do not have basic infrastructure. My neighborhood is one of those. Yeah, we, I've been here for a couple of those decades, mm -hmm. and it is a, a frequent conversation. Moving forward, as a commissioner, if you were to win this election uh, in May, what would you do to work to solve the problems you've just discussed? Well, one, there's some basic transportation issues over on the east side, and I will say uh, thank you, Patrick, for finally listening to me, and now he has adopted some of that on his little cards that he's going around the neighborhood with. And that is, I've asked that we can, if we could please have a bus stop at Barnett Shoals Elementary and Whit Davis, add them to the bus route so parents and families can get there. So Has that been done? It has not been done, and I didn't see it on the proposed T-Splice, or if it is, it's not spelled out. I'd like to see it spelled out before I vote on it, May 24th. So um, I would like to see that added, and that's something I've been advocating for as a teacher. In Clark County, we need a bus going to every single school. Parents that don't have transportation need access. And so what I would do is advocate for that. That's an easy fix. Just put more bus stops at each school. Simple. Second, Southeast Clark Park, people would love to see a picnic table with a cover. We've got one, but it's not near the playground area. So if you're having a birthday party with your kids, you can't, you can't watch your kids and watch them play and have cake and ice cream and all that at the same time. So let's add something there so people can do that. And then third, I mean, there's a lot of things I would do, but this is a start. Um, I would research more as to what do people want on the east side as far as those that are not serviced by the sewer. What do they want? Do they want sewer or do they want a tax break because we are incurring that increased cost for maintaining septic tanks? Audrey Hughes, candidate for the District 1 seat on the athens Clark County Commission. Uh, about a minute left here. Talk about the next month for you. What's the campaign going to be like? Uh, the next month is also the last month of school, so it is crazy busy. Um, but on a positive note, my campaign's positive, and I just want to point that out, that I'm a nonpartisan candidate. This is a nonpartisan race. My campaign manager is a Democrat. My campaign treasurer is a Republican, and I love them both the same. Yeah, you want to trust the Republicans Absolutely. with the money. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a smart move. Uh. So, and I'm in the middle, and, and I'm one of those that at work, anytime at work there's a conflict, I'm the great compromiser. I'm the one who can help people see both sides of an issue. And I think that's something I would bring to the commission. Right, Audrey Hughes, candidate for Post 1, District 1 on the athens Clark County Commission. Best of luck. Thanks for your time this evening. Patrick Davenport, if you could come join us. Again, a reminder, as, as Commissioner Davenport makes his way to our table here, you're listening to us from the John Drew Auditorium, Piedmont Athens Regional Medical Center. We're talking with now, we have just wrapped up conversations with the mayor and his five challengers, talking with candidates, and in his case, an incumbent for a seat on the athens Clark County Commission. Grab the microphone uh, and introduce yourself to the audience, and thanks for coming out this evening. Thank you. 
It's an honor, it should be. Thank you, Patrick Davenport, current commissioner for District 1. And I like to respond to some of the allegations. Please do. I'm just going to sit here for seven minutes and oh. you can, uh, she, she did. She laid out a, a lot of, of, of grievances, yeah, we'll call them, and, I, I and address them as you choose. I completely understand and I appreciate the feedback because that's what it takes um, to be a commissioner or elected official. You're going to get criticized. You're going to get criticism. It's a tough job. Um, it is a pretty much a thankless job. But when you send an email chain to the mayor and commission and all the non-commissioners, because I have a working job, and there are times during the day that I'm not able to respond to the email quickly or effectively. So sometimes it may be later that night, so maybe my um, maybe another commissioner may be able to, to, to get to that email chain quicker than me. I do apologize. I do believe that um, poverty sucks and I don't want to live in it, so I continue to work. And also, I, um, I own a small business where um, we only hire low-income individuals. And unfortunately, sometimes when you hire low-income individuals, um, they don't have the skills to manage to run a business. So I'm constantly helping them to understand what a cooperative is and how to run a, uh, to run a business. And that takes a, a lot, I almost a lot of my time. It's very time-consuming. But when it comes to um, serving the community, I'm dedicated. I do the best that I can. I'm not perfect. Um, I'm not trying to be perfect. And you know, if I'm reelected, I guarantee you I won't be perfect. I'm a human being, um, I have a life, and I do make mistakes. Of course, some of you guys have heard some of the mistakes I've made. Um, I owned it and I apologize, and the same thing with the constituents that I've disappointed over the past three and a half years, I do apologize. Um, and if I have not reached out to you, I have not responded to you, blame it on my head, not my heart, because I love each and every last one of you, and I will do the best that I can to continue to serve you. When it comes to um, sewage, Sewage in athens Clark County is very expensive. Um, it literally requires a T-SPOS project to, to get sewers done. I'm not opposing sewer ascension. I think it's, it's a great idea because- Well, as she pointed out, Patrick Davenport, Commissioner Davenport, it was, it was promised. It was, it was as part of, and, and before your time, before mine here, but it was promised as part of the consolidation. Uh, should, it, it's a fair question, is it not, to ask that that promise at some point be delivered? So, other. One of the other things was promised was trash service as well. But the main thing is cost. So for us to, to extend the, the sewer lines, it was going to cost a tremendous amount of money. That's why I was saying like a, a T-SPOS or a SPOS project would be the best avenue to extend the sewer line. And just because the sewer line is close to you doesn't mean that um, it is readily available to, for an extension. Topography is an issue. You need pump stations. Um, when, when it comes to construction of these sewer lines, when it comes to topography becomes extraordinarily expensive to build. So not only do you have to balance the budget, you have to balance out the needs of the community and well. And unfortunately, um, we're working, well, unfortunately, sometimes some of the, the top priorities that the these individuals have or these neighborhoods have may not um, resonate towards the mayor and commission. Talk about economic development uh, in, in District 1 in particular. Uh, you and I were chatting on the radio some weeks ago. Uh, you and, and Commissioner Thornton kind of back and forth. Hey, you're getting all the good economic development stuff in your district. What about my district? Talk about efforts to, to bring jobs and, and businesses to District 1 specifically. So District 1 is actually growing. We are revitalizing. There are a lot of new projects that are coming into place um, right now. Unfortunately, due to COVID, there was a, a, a pretty much a hold put in place um, for development. We've got a whole bunch of new restaurants. We've got some new business business services that are coming through. And yes, I am competing with um, Commissioner Thornton, current, Thornton currently because 
Um, Highway 72 um, has seen a lot of growth due to the growth of the population in Madison County. But um, I'm working with our economic development department and some of our local developers to bring more resources to East Athens, specifically Lesterton Road and the Gaines School Road area. But just stay tuned. I promise you, um, um, I think the public will be really pleased at what we'll see this summer and this fall when it comes to restaurant new developments that are actually announcing um, the development in East Athens. At the end of the day, what's the commission role in that or what should be the commission role in all that? I'm going to build my business in Athens. I, I, I mean, I might, I might need you to approve a rezone. If not, why do I want to bother with the commission at all? Well, so if we want to build a better community, we need the government to be involved because we want to hear from the people and especially the, the many entrepreneurs that are out there. We want to support them and make sure that their business expand. We, uh, but the main thing is we want to make it easier for businesses to develop, you know, rolling back some of the restrictions that are in place. It so has been suggested over the years that it's easier to do business in a neighboring county than it is in Athens. Perhaps you've heard that. I've heard that several times. Um, Athens is unique because we we want to make sure that when we do develop in our community that um, we do it right. Um, we are the, the local hub in, in this community. We want to make sure that our stormwater, we want to make sure that um, sidewalks and things of that that may actually be restrictive um, to, uh, to, to entrepreneurs who want to do business in the community. But we want to make sure we have those essentials in place when, um, when developers come in to develop. All right, about 90 seconds left, Commissioner Davenport. The huge question, uh, fight crime for us in 90 seconds. Okay, you cannot fight crime in 90 seconds. <laughs> the biggest issue with crime is not that we need over-policing, we need social services. We need, um, we need to get really get out in our community and help the youth and some of these violent offenders to make sure they understand that like, we all live in a community together and there are other resources and avenues in our community that they can take advantage of to prevent crime. Um, so one of the questions that you asked earlier today was that, policing issue downtown the the real issue is that we have a crime problem it's, it's growing but actually our crime excuse me i take it back um gang violence is growing but crime is is actually decreasing in Athens clark county um the best way is we got to give the resources to these individuals who are committing these atrocities what kind of what resources what um youth development we could do community um community outreach uh, what are those, I don't know, less than a minute now, what is youth development? What is community outreach? What is that? I mean, I know those are phrases. What do they mean? Okay, youth development, um, giving these kids and these individuals resources in the community, like um, giving them alternatives to staying at home or committing these atrocities, um, basketball, um, learning a, a trade skill, learning um, how to do something alternative other than um, doing bad things. Patrick Davenport, Commissioner Davenport, best of luck out there. Thanks for coming by this evening. Next up will be the two candidates uh, for District 3 on the athens Clark County Commission. Tiffany Taylor is the first of those to be followed by Asia Thomas. Tiffany Taylor making her way. Yeah, come on down. I'm mostly harmless. Uh, thanks for coming out this evening. Grab the microphone. Uh, the first opportunity really to address this, uh, there's a chance you might not be running, but for the redistricting matter, uh, a seat that opens, uh, shall we say, unexpectedly. Your thoughts on that whole process? Um, a little closer. It was, it was unfortunate that a few um, commissioners lost their seat, but it did open up uh, opportunities for new faces um, with new visions and new opportunities. 
um, how we want to see Athens go. So it was unfortunate for some, but it was a blessing for a few. All right, a bit about you quickly. Uh, who are you? What do you do? Well, I'm Tiffany Taylor, born and raised here in Athens, Georgia. I graduated in 2006 from Cedar Shows. Born and raised on the east side of Athens, uh, which is now the District 3. Um, I've seen a lot of disparities my entire life. So as a parent living in District 3, I decided um, that I would voice my opinion. Uh, disparities, I described those, the economic, racial, yes. what, what are you talking about? Racial, economic, um, educational, um, all the way around. District 3 is like a, for, I'm not going to say District 3. East Athens has been overlooked and underfunded, and I'm 34. All I've known is underfundedness. All I've known is lack. And so as an adult and a parent, I'm stepping up to say, you will see us now. You will do the same things that you do across the board for East Athens. So you're not, you, you may be, but you're not now. You're not talking black versus white or Democrat, Republican. You're talking East versus West now. I'm not talking East versus West. I'm, I'm speaking government versus resident. It is the government's priority to make sure its residents has all the necessary, all the necessities that they need to prosper, to be successful. And if you see this in one part of town and you don't see this on the other, then what would you think, Tim? All right, what are you going to do about it? You get elected, what are you going to do? I'm going to work hand in hand with the mayor and my fellow constituents. I said it wrong, but. You mean commissioners, perhaps? Commissioners, yeah. yes. Um, work with them to put our heads together and come to a solution on how do we better East Athens. What would a solution look like? I mean, you say make East Athens better. What, livable, what, at the end of the day, wages. what does that mean? Livable wages. We need livable wages um, to afford our houses, um, to be at home with our children. Uh, we need funding within our youth programs so that the children who are left at home have something to do. For our teenagers, we need trade programs so that it is more appealing to be an entrepreneur than a gang, a gang member. You know, I, I hear that, Tiffany Taylor, candidate for mayor. I, I, I'm sorry for commission. I don't, are you ever going no, to be no, able, no, oh, soon, okay, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Are you, there you go. Speak it into existence. Right. Uh, are you ever, however well-intentioned, are you ever going to be able to outspend the gangs? Aren't the gangs always, whatever you do, by way of some youth job, isn't the, isn't the gang banger going to, by definition, uh, be able to pay more? Yeah, yes. The game banger may seem more appealing with making money and a brotherhood, but what teens fail to realize that that glamorous life, it carries so much consequences. 25 to life, prison time, death, um, um, paraplegic, you know, being shot. It carries so much weight. So what I plan to do as commission is to make being successful glamorous, to make being a high school um, graduate glamorous. We have to give them alternatives than what they see. What our teens see when they walk out their house is gangs. What they see is violence. What they see are um, package stores, which are spirits across, the ta across town. But in my town, it's on my side of town, it's liquor stores. So that's what they see. Is it though, at, at base, is this not at least in part a law enforcement issue, a police issue? 
Police is down bail buildings, Tim. No, I'm talking about the crime and the preventing of it. You're talking about these kids are out there seeing crime. They're introduced to crime at a very young age. What, let me ask the question this way. What's the role for the police to play in all this, if there's one? It's to be a community advocate because our youth, as well as the adults, don't trust the police officer. Because in my neighborhood, when the police pull up on you, they pull up on you with aggression. They don't pull up to you asking, how may I assist you or how may I serve you? Like the oath says, to protect or serve. That's not what we receive in East Athens, nor parts of Winneville. Uh, do, you, do you, again, compare and contrast that with other parts of town? Do you think Absolutely. it's better in other parts of town? I've been here for 34 years, Tim. I've been walking downtown and had someone scream out at me, this is not the ghetto. And I was born and raised here. So if you want to speak about racism, it is very real in Athens. All right, what's, and finally, about a minute left here, a minute and a half, what's the commission role in fighting that? Well, you can't fight it if it's always brought in every four years. We just recycle it. Right, you unpack that for me. What do you mean by that? Our UGA students and the things that they bring with them is entitlement. And the residents that look like me, that work every day, are beneath that entitlement. So with entitlement comes the audacity okay. to speak. And so they just let it fly. And I'm a witness of it. Okay, and, and fair enough. I'm not disputing that that's happening at all. I, I'm just questioning what there is to do about it, especially what there might be to do about it from a commission seat. We just have to fight poverty. That's all. Um, there's, there's really nothing that commission can do um, to fight the racism here because Athens was built on it. It's, it's going to be here way after we leave, Tim. All right, uh, we will leave it there. Tiffany Thomas, candidate for the District 3 seat. Taylor, on the Tim Tiffany Taylor. Taylor. I'm sorry, <laughs> Tiffany Taylor. My apologies. <laughs> Tiffany Taylor, correct me when I'm wrong. Thank you so much. Best of luck. Asia Thomas, Asia Thomas is our next candidate. Get that right. Asia Thomas, thanks for joining us. Uh, you should know the drill by now. Grab that microphone and you and I will chat for a minute. All right, let's talk about some of what you just heard there. Uh, she makes it sound pretty dire. How, how bad is it, for lack of a better way to ask the question? Well, um, first, I want to say thank you, Tim, for having me, and thank you all for coming out. Um, and so how bad is it to have, what, what was the well, question? She's, she's referencing racism. She's referencing economic disparity, specifically as it relates to the district in question here, District 3, uh, the district you would represent were you to win this election. Uh, do you agree with her assessment? I think that we have to have unity within our community. You know, um, there is no community without unity. Inside of the word community is unity. And so a lot of times we will continue to... Uh, hawk on these things that are divisive instead of figuring out how to build bridges instead of building walls. And I think in order to really see change in our community, it's going to take everybody, every race, every color, every ethnicity to come together and really begin to address these issues that we're facing on the east side. I do believe that the east side is oftentimes a forgotten child. I, I do think that there is a lack of resources that are getting funneled on that side of town. Um, even with talking to some of the business owners over there who don't know about things that are coming forth in our government. And so how do we, 
how do we begin to funnel that, that information because people can't act on what they do not know. So if there are resources and the opportunities that are giving, how, how can we get this communication to the people that need it and will benefit from it the most? And, and again, uh, Asia Thomas, candidate for District 3 on the Athens Clark County Commission. Uh, is it simply in your estimation, and I, I've never been a commissioner, I don't know what goes on back there, I know what I see on Tuesday nights, is it simply a matter of there are X amount of dollars, I want as many of them for my district as I can get, is it simply that, a money grab for my district as opposed to somebody else's? Sometimes it feels like whoever makes the loudest noise is the one that gets what's needed, right, Tim? Whoever shows up and makes the loudest noise that this is what I want and they come in numbers, um, it's a lot of pressure behind that from them to make a decision. But I believe that my job as a commissioner is to advocate and to bring these things to the table to be able to vote on it. Um, I think a lot of times what people fail to realize is that commissioners do not make final decisions, right? I create a proposal, I bring that to the table, and then I have to get six or seven other commissioners to agree with what I've brought to the table in order to see that pass. Let's talk about some of these specific issues that have been addressed this evening. Law enforcement, police funding. There are those on the commission to this day who want to reduce it. You've heard the mayor say when his budget comes out tomorrow night, there's going to be more money for public safety. Where are you on that? What should we do by way of incentivizing police to come here? Or is that something we even want? Yeah, I, I definitely think that there's a place for law enforcement. I think that there's a place for us to be able to support our law enforcement. I've even spoken with people in the community. And one thing that I really want to know, why don't we have lateral transfer? That's been something that has been brought up several times to me about why do we not allow police officers to transfer laterally? I see them doing it in Oconee County. Maybe that is a way for us to kind of approach this issue of the lack of law enforcement we see. And we can actually get people that are experienced, um, that, are, that have kind of been doing the job and allow them to come in and help as well. But I do believe that there's a place of support. I think what we've seen that brings about a lot of fear is a lot of times they've, we've seen where police officers have abused their authority in certain areas. And so I can understand it in some areas. So I think that there has to be a balance between our support of law enforcement, but also making sure that law enforcement has the right tools they need to be able to address certain issues that may be different from community to community. Now here's the, and, and I, uh, again, uh, talking with Asia Thomas, candidate for District 3 on the Athens Clark County Commission. When I call the police because somebody's broken into my house or whatever, I want the crime solved. I want the, the criminal caught. I want to be made whole as much as I can be, and I don't want to be placed in danger. I don't think that's unique to me as a white person. In fact, I know it isn't. People who live in uh, communities of color in Athens, I would assume have, and I know have, those same aspirations. Uh, and yet we're told that the police, we just heard, they come into my community, they come in guns blazing and all hostile. Is that your assessment of it? I believe, just like you said, when I call the police and I have an issue, I want those same things happen as well. I cannot um, discredit the fact that there are people that have different um, perspectives of different people, right? You know, and how they view different ethnicities in different areas. Um, them coming into your neighborhood, they may feel a lot more safer than them coming in on the east side. So they may have their guards up a little bit more. I don't know what I'm going to expect here, right? And so that may, may fuel the aggression when coming into certain areas. But again, I can't speak on um, how, how that's done, but I know that this has been, you know, People have seen that, and so that, that, that builds walls. And I think that through in community engagement, going back to creating those relationships between law enforcement and community will help to build that trust. 
and allow um, people to not see law enforcement as a threat, but as those that are there to help and to serve? Unfair question, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, if it's hypothetical, which is why it's unfair, you weren't. But if you had been a commissioner at the time of the vote on the homeless encampment, how would you have voted? I've been asked that uh, several times, and I think f from my perspective, I would have wanted to know what all was going into the but I would want to see the proposal. You know, I had a lot of um, questions as well when I got to go and view the encampment. You know, I wanted to know that this is the first step, what is the sec second step, and what are what what is the next step? Uh, one of the biggest things, and I commend Charles Hardy for um, everything that he's doing over there, because I think they work very hard, um, was that a lot of people were getting sexually abused, a lot of crimes were happening, there was not a safe place for these people and this encampment has provided that for them and it's also helping them to kind of get to their next week so I can't necessarily say exactly what I would I would have had to you know evaluate the entire um, budget and everything that w was going into it um, prior to but I think that because it, it is here now we have to figure out what we're going to do to you know, continue to help those that are experiencing homelessness. Uh, less than a minute here, so quickly, Asia Thomas, uh, just a handful, if you will, of life experiences that you would bring to bear as a commissioner. Um, I think for me, um, I we I have a nonprofit called United Community Outreach that works on mentorship for young men, and so I think a lot of what we're seeing in our community is a root of trauma. Um, a lot of people are dealing with different areas of trauma and abuse that have led to drug abuse and violence, and so I think in order for us to really attack some of the issues, we have to really begin to get to the root of these issues and begin to address them there. And so I think that um, my experience has been with building a community working in these areas and helping people to overcome um, uh, trauma and different things in their lives so that they can live successful and be productive in our community. Asia Thomas, Tiffany Taylor, the two candidates in District 3. Best of luck. Thanks for coming out this evening. Next up, we will shift and turn to District 5. Dexter Fisher slides in. Dexter Fisher, thanks for coming out this evening. Thank you, uh, thank you Tim. Start the same place that I think we, we, we addressed earlier. Uh, you're running for a seat that opened because the Republicans in the legislature redrew the boundaries and, and renumbered the districts more precisely. Your thoughts on that? So my thoughts on that, Tim, was based on pretty much, um, I always believe in local control. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. However, like Ms. Thomason talked about and other candidates have talked about, there's an opportunity, though, opportunity for other people to serve, opportunity to get new ideas and new faces in the commission and to move this community forward. Uh, you heard a lot of folks talking about uh, issues in education, even though we have candidates for mayor and, and county commission as opposed to school board. You come from sometime in the Clark County School District. What do you think? Talk, talk about for a moment. Uh, we heard a phrase a moment ago, bridges versus walls. Uh, which do we have more of, uh, the relationship between Athens-Clark County government and the Clark County school system? Well, I think that relationship is getting better. Um, I think there's been some talk with the um, Clark County um, government and also with the local school district. Uh, one of the things we've been talking about is youth development. That's been a big thing um, here tonight. And that's my number one priority as a commissioner is to work with our young folks. I've been in um, education for over 34 years. Started at UGA, spent 32 years there, spent the last three years working for Azus Clark County K-12. So I've seen what goes on in our schools and what's what's impacting our young people right, right now. Well, let's talk about that, though, because I, I continue to ask, and I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated, so maybe you can give me a, a, a good, solid answer here. What is the commission role in developing youth? 
And they're going to work on a budget tomorrow night that deals with water and sewer and police and those things. Uh, in terms of developing youth, uh, define the term and tell me what the commission role is in doing it. Well, one thing the commission role, they got leisure services. They got parks. They got um, auditoriums. They got buildings that serve youth. So that's one of the things that they do. Same thing with the school district. We serve young people. Now, one thing we need to do as a community is make sure that we help those young people get to where they need to be. And I don't think we've done a very good job of that. I think with our partnership with the local government, with school district, using CARES funds, combine those um, CARES funds to start developing programming that will help our youth. We talked about the gang issue. And as you know, gang issues are very prevalent in our schools right now, unfortunately. We got to come up with a better plan than the gangs and what we've been doing as a well, local community. Well, again, good luck. Uh, okay, we're going to play basketball, and, and well, we're going to give kids some I'm youth not, jobs. I'm not, and talking about about I'm not talking about playing well, Okay, what are you talking about? I'm, talking about, I'm talking about real programming. All right, let's go. For example, um, there was a young man named Life. He does a program called Chess and Community. He does STEM programming. Lee and Kenzie has a program that deals with sewing, teaching young girls how to sew. Um, Rick Dunn has a program that produces radio shows. Got young people working behind the scenes, being on the mic, learning how to produce shows. So those are the type of things I'm talking about. I'm not talking about shooting no basketball. One of the things that I do when I go visit young people, I ask them two questions. Tell me what you want to do with the rest of your life. And one thing they can't answer can't be sports and it can't be entertainment. It's got to be something else. So we got, as a community, we got to offer better programming. And none of them do any of them. Yeah, I want to be in this gang for the rest of my life. It's going to be a short life probably. Probably so. But no, they don't talk about gangs. And I think we need to do a Enough of that. Get people in this community to go visit our schools, bring in different people with different backgrounds, and talk about different skill sets because we don't do that enough. Dexter Fisher, candidate for District 5 on the Athens Clark County Commission. What's the police department's role in all this? First what all, should it be? Well, first of all, police is to serve and protect. We talked about that. One of my responsibilities is the police department reports to me in our school system. And one of the things that we, we have a great relationship with the Athens Clark County Police and our resource officers and our police department. If thing goes on in the school, our chief or our officer will report back to the community and say, hey, we have an incident today in, in our schools. They'll reach out to the police department and say, hey, we maybe need to take a look at that. Same thing, if something happened in the community and those communities involve kids, we're going to know about it. So when they come to school the next day, we're going to know how to deal with that and be ready and prepared to take care of that situation. Uh, the question has been raised behind the rail uh, of defunding to some extent in some form or fashion the police department. Do they have enough resources? Do we need more? First of all, I would never defund our police department. I'm a, my son-in-law is a police officer, so I would never defund the police department. Secondly now, um, there are resources available. They probably not enough. One thing that we could do to attract officers is help them find housing to move into these communities. If I, the new police chief, the one thing I'm going to ask for that individual is when you recruit officers, you recruit officers who's going to look like that community. If it's going to be on the east side, it's going to be on the west side, it needs to look like that community. If it's black, oh, white, I mean, let's call that what it is. You're saying yeah. black communities, preponderantly black communities, should be patrolled by black police officers. Well, it's because, I mean, they got a lot in common. Why, why wouldn't it be? Again, Dexter Fisher, candidate for a seat on the Athens Clark County Commission. You mentioned housing, finding housing for police officers as they move in from other communities. Uh, the question of affordable housing has been raised this evening. Your thoughts on that? Well, let me. I just read an article about affordable housing in the United States. There are four million homes that are scarce right now that we can't find in this country. We're the smallest county in the state. And we're still talking about trying to find affordable housing. And then I'm like what Ms. Hall said, what is affordable housing? I look at affordable housing as 
a family that has a house, not an apartment, has a house where kids can have their own bedroom. Statistics have shown if a kid lives in their own house, they do better in school, they have better grades. So affordable house looks different to everybody. We got to come up with solutions, maybe work with developers and give them incentives to build $150,000 home or $2,000 home. Yes, they may lose money, but what type of incentives did we do or give them to help them build those type of homes? Again, that, well, that's been addressed in this inclusionary zoning to the extent that you understand it. Do you support it? I don't understand it right now. I need to read it and figure out what it's going to impact. All right. Uh, again, uh, Dexter Fisher, candidate one of three for the District 5 seat on the Athens-Clark County Commission. About 30 seconds. Tell us how you're going to spend the next month. Um, we've been knocking on the door. We're hustling. We're grinding and going to continue to grind. One thing I like about this campaign is meeting different people in our community. I love knocking on I'm, I'm a people person. I love knocking on doors, so we're going to continue to do that. I got two major events coming up in the Homewood Hill subdivision and also in Hampton Park this weekend where they're hosting me. We're going to have a good time. We're going to get people out to vote. We're going to support Dexter Fisher for Commission District 5. Dexter Fisher, best of luck out there. Thanks for coming out this evening. Jared Bailey up next, former commissioner, hopes to return to the athens Clark County Commission. Jared Bailey, grab the microphone and we will chat for a few minutes as soon as I do what I'm supposed to do here uh, in terms of giving you your seven minutes. Let's pick it up where he left off, uh, Dexter Fisher there. In talking about affordable housing, uh, you would know the forum, I don't, but you, you were quoted in maybe an interview or some other forum as saying you're not sure government, local government, has a role to play in affordable housing. Elaborate on that. Well, we do. The, the question was posed without the ability to, to go into more detail. It was posed as if we, the local government, should actually be building housing, mm -hmm. affordable housing. And that is definitely not our role. But our role is to work with the organizations that try to provide affordable housing. For example, the Housing Authority, Athens Land Trust, uh, groups that, that try to find housing for, for individuals that are, that are having issues with, with you know, having disability, not being able to find a place, uh, having needs that are not easily met, uh, but in a bigger sense, we, the local government, need to be doing more and better economic development so that people can afford housing. Housing has definitely gone up in this community. It's, there's no doubt. Uh, my house is worth incredibly more than I paid for it, and it's not a very big house. Um, and by the way, that's going to be reflected in your property tax bill and, and in yes, mine as well. Yes, it is. And by the way, in the property tax bills of people who rent, yes. this affects them as well. What's, if anything, to be done about that from behind the rail? And you've been behind the rail. Well, I think I want to finish, though, on the aspect of the economic development aspect. What we need, of course, is people who make enough money, make a living wage, so they can afford the housing that's out there. And we do have a shortage, the price has gone up, it's making it more difficult even for people have, who have jobs that pay what was considered a living wage before. But we as a community need to be working to get more jobs here and work with the organizations that do job training, work 
with all the organizations out there that provide services to people in need to get them into more secure situations. But to me, it's really mostly as a government's responsibility. We budget money to work with organizations that do work in the field of affordable housing. And we give that money to those organizations. But bigger picture, we need to be attracting businesses here and working with the organizations that provide the job training so that people can have jobs that pay enough for them to afford Did housing. those kind of things happen? I mentioned your, your previous tenure on the Athens Clark County Commission, Jared Bailey. Did those kind of things happen when you were behind the rail the first time? And if Absolutely. so, what did they look like? Absolutely. What kind of results you well, get? Well, let me first say that before I was a commissioner, I worked for the Athens area, well, Athens Clark County Economic Development Foundation. And I've had professional training as an economic development specialist. And the commission actually does, we have an economic development department and they try to recruit businesses. The Chamber of Commerce works with that as well, trying to recruit businesses, trying to help entrepreneurs. And by the way, I'm an entrepreneur too. Uh, so I've got some background in that. But um, there are situations when there are incentives offered to companies to move here by our local government. And those things are voted on by the commission, but they're done in closed session mm -hmm. because we don't always want to reveal sure. the terms mm -hmm. because- You're in competition with other communities. Exactly, and other exactly. And it's, it's perfectly legal, mm -hmm. but we voted on several things like the Caterpillar plant moving here. That was one of the big things we did. Uh, there were plenty of others over the eight years that I was commissioner. So yes, I have sat behind the rail and I have had input on economic development and that's what we need to continue to do, get quality jobs here. What do you make of this whole argument that, that we, we just, we don't stack up with Oconee County and they're beating the brakes off us. There, there's so much less regulation, so much more business friendly. You've heard that for years I have too. So is everybody in this room? Well, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I mean, there are plenty of businesses that move out there that that will eventually move back here. It's kind of a cycle, you know, best and newest and moving back and forth. Uh, but I think we have a great community here. I think that, that we have built a city that's attractive to people and to businesses. And yes, our regulations, our building codes and, and some of our regulations are a little stricter than some other communities, but it's because we want to keep the quality of life here. We want to keep the environment uh, as as uh, clean as we can. Are, are they? And I guess the market answers this. Are they overly burdensome? Are they onerous? I don't think so. Addressed. We've addressed that issue when I worked on economic development before. I've worked with the chamber before, uh, and I've 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 heard that argument over and over. And I think that we have tried to make things as welcoming as we can without selling the farm. Less than a minute left. Why giving do you away, want to do giving this? Away the farm. Giving away the farm. Why do you want to do this again? Less than a minute. Okay. Well, you know, I've always felt that public service is one of the highest callings. And I did it before. And of the 
three candidates for my district. I'm the only one who has any experience at it, eight years. And it's difficult. You need the right people in there. You don't need somebody who's just going to say a bunch of catchphrases or agree with everybody or go with the most current fad. You need somebody who's going to really listen to people and try to make the best decisions for everyone in the community. And it is difficult. It is a thankless job. But somebody's got to do it. And you got to have the right people in there. And that's why I'm doing it, because I feel like I'm the right person for it. Jared Bailey, former and perhaps future commissioner. Jared Bailey, thanks for coming out this evening. <laughs> finally in District 5, finally in District 5, another candidate of three, Dexter Fisher, Jared Bailey, from whom we've just heard, Matt Pulver joining us on WGAU Athens. And uh, grab the microphone and off we go. And we'll start, uh, as we have with some of these other candidates, the fact that you're in this race at all, uh, owing at least in part to the fact that the Republicans in the local legislative delegation did what they did, not to relitigate, but just to give me your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah. Um, in 2018, uh, Athens voted for a clear mandate uh, for progressive action. We voted in the most progressive mayor and commission we've ever had and Republicans uh, responded with an attack on our democracy. And that's precisely why I'm, I'm running, yes. Uh, what would you do about it? Do about what? Well, the fact that these Republicans in this, in this legislative delegation, that you would say you just had an attack on democracy. We can't let that slide. What are you gonna do? Well, I think going forward, uh, what we need to do, and this is why I'm running, is to make sure that we uh, put in place a commission that is as progressive as the one that was attacked. So that's why you would vote for Matt Pulver, right? Um, I'm going to be the one who keeps us on a progressive path toward um, uh, living wages, toward um, rethinking econo economic development so that, um, you know, all communities are valued, all communities benefit, all labor is valued. Um, define, unpack some of that for me. Those, those are catchphrases. Somebody used that phrase sure. a moment ago. Uh, sure. Define that for me. I did all communities, this, that, or that. What do you mean? In the Athens context, that mostly means the black community. Um, I mean, anybody who's been here for um, any length of time, right, knows that um, there's a, 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 a staggering disparity between, the, between wealth, power, and, and, uh, and everything between, between the white and black community. I mean, that, I mean that's, I, ho I hope I'm not telling any, any, anybody anything. Well, no, but I, I'm curious because progressives had, have had a very prominent voice in local affairs for as long as I have been here, and it doesn't seem from your perspective that, that the situation's gotten much better. Why would we depend on progressives to then make it better moving forward? Well, we have made a lot of progress. Um, we, we have made a lot of progress. Um, uh, several years ago, the poverty rate was 38%. We've gotten that down to just below 25%. Um, uh, you know, there are progressive solutions. You know, <laughs> conservatism is what gave us uh, racism and, and economic inequality. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't fix the, the errors of conservatism with more conservatism. We do it with progressivism. That's what we do in Athens. All right, give us, give us, all right, stop saying, yeah. Yeah, give us, I'm, I'm, give us I'm, some I'm specifics. To, give us some specifics. Uh, specifics how? Well, you're gonna, you're gonna deal with racism. You got, I'll give you three minutes to deal with racism. <laughs> yeah, fix yeah, racism in three minutes, <laughs> yes, exactly, yes. Matt Palmer. Um, 
Well, like like uh, some candidates have said, um, part of it is is uh, addressing poverty and truly, truly tackling poverty, right? Like not nibbling at the edges, like tackling it head on. You know, it said with that with what? With what? With higher wages, with more money in people's pockets. Uh, paid for by whom? Um, I I employers, the county, the university. Um, when I started working with Economic Justice Coalition um, some 10, 15 years ago, uh, wages uh, and salaries for the lowest paid people on campus was $12,900, okay? I'm sorry, how long ago was this? Um, that, was, uh, that was 15, probably 17 years ago, maybe okay. something like that. Um, we, we fought and fought and fought and pushed them and now the uh, opening salary is 27, over $27,000, right? has probably some to do with the fact that poverty has come down from 38% to 25%. As if by magic, they have more money in their pockets and they're not in poverty. That's the name uh, of the game. Extend that to the private sector. It's one thing for the government to do this. Uh, it's something else altogether for the private sector to do it. Sure. Um, you know, one thing I'd like to do is, is lobby the, the legislature to allow us to return local control to Athens and so that we can form uh, what are called like community benefit agreements where we are able to say, hey, if we're gonna, you know, if you're gonna come in here, uh, we, you know, if we can mandate the number of trees you have in your parking lot, we also should be able to talk about wages, right? If well, we that, that is discussed at the state and federal level. Should it be discussed at the local level as well? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, if we're gonna, if we're gonna hand Caterpillar $33 million in tax abatements and, and, and other incentives, what are we, you know, we, I think we should be able to talk about wages, right? Well, those are, if you're talking about Caterpillar jobs, those are generally regarded as good paying jobs, are they not? Uh, yes, they, they are good. Okay. Um, but w where we should have been at the table, we should be at the table. If we're gonna give you 30, $33 million, we need to be talking about wages, right? So uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing, that's not my nature, I'm, I'm just trying to understand. <laughs> yeah. I'm, they, passionate, uh, I'm passionate uh, about this, I'm no, sorry. No, I'm trying to understand, uh, if, you're say, if you're saying Caterpillar jobs are good paying jobs, what problem are you trying to solve? Well, uh, you know, I'm, uh, it, let's, let's leave Caterpillar. Let's, right. let's talk about any, any big employer that comes in. Um, we should be able to do what's called a community benefits agreement, right? Where you come in, we sit at the table, and we say, what can you do for us wage-wise? Because we've, we've had a poverty problem in this, in this city, in this county, for forever, and it has to stop. Everything is downstream from our poverty problem. We've been talking about crime. How hard do you push? Uh, how hard do you push, though? Okay, well, we'll discuss this in some other town. You, you end up losing the business. Well, uh, we have the largest economic engine in Northeast Georgia, right? We have a university, right? 40,000 students. And the university ain't on wheels. It ain't going nowhere, right? That is going to keep business around. You know, all this talk about businesses going to Oconee. No, nah, they ain't going to Oconee like that. Not when you have, have 40,000 students that are, that are going to be, you know, uh, uh, supplying a, 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 the most robust economic engine this side of Atlanta. Uh, Matt Pulver, candidate for the District 5 seat on the Athens-Clark County Commission. Give you just a, a, a parting shot uh, to shoot back at the audience if you want to. Uh, <laughs> just, just to defend for a moment, I'll give you a full minute here, and don't beat up on the candidate, that's my job. Uh, give me a defense. I welcome your hatred. A, a full-throated defense of progressivism as you see it. I'll give you a minute. A uh, full-throated defense of progressivism. Um, progressivism has never been tried in Athens. Not really. 
I mean, we, we, this, is a, this is a town that was, that was built on, on black labor, um, still is. Um, this is a town that, that maintains basically a, a, a permanent underclass of people who work all the crappy jobs to make the university run. Um, we've never experimented with progressivism. We just started, and we've had success, y'all. There's no way we're going to get affordable housing through conservative means. There's just not, because it would have worked. There's no way we're going to fix crime through conservative means. We've, we've run Reagan's uh, okay, war on One word answer, yes or no, defund police. Uh, not defund police, no. Uh, allocate allocate resources. Got to end it there. Uh, Matthew Pulver out there on the campaign trail running in District 5. Thanks for coming out this evening. Thank you.